We'll start with source one. We, this is the, ta the Talmud speaks about the week. Wherever a person was born on the one, one day of the week, it says an effect on him. Depends on which day of the week he was born. It's based on the idea that God created the world and whatever happened the first week of creation, the first seven days of creation, every week we are, it's repeating itself and every week we, it, we experience the same thing. The world is being recreated again every week. Then whatever happened the first day of creation has an effect every Sunday. Whatever happened the second day of creation has an effect every Monday and so on. And therefore, wherever the day you were born, don't tell anybody the day you were born until you learn the whole page. Mm -hmm. And then you'll decide if you want to give out the secret. Then we'll start with the, from the Talmudic of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, who said, who he said, uh, what, what, how every person who is born on a certain day, how this will affect them. Then we'll start with the source number one. Go ahead. It was written in Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi's notebook. Notebook. He had a notebook. <laughs> Go ahead. One who was born on the first day of the week, Sunday, will be a person, and there will not be one in him. What is the meaning of the phrase, there will not be one in him? That, one born on a Sunday, is either completely for the best or completely for the worst. What is the reason for this? It is because both light and darkness were created on the first day of creation. Okay, 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 okay. The Rashi, what they didn't quote here, explains it a little better. A person who is born on a Sunday will be a leader, but an extreme leader. Or he will be, he will be only good, or he will be only bad. But he will be, because it's the first day of creation, he will lead. He will be a leader. And somebody who was born on Sunday, he has a chance, a very good chance to become a leader. And... Uh, and that's what he says here, because dark, light and darkness were created on Sunday, that's all light or it's dark. I don't know when he, <laughs> when he was created. We don't have to go to the most person the, in the universe right away. Just verify the facts. With ourselves, we can verify the facts. <laughs> why does it assume either or? Why doesn't it, why because does it, it's light or darkness. But it says it's light and darkness were created. La, that's the point, light and darkness. It's light. So why can't a person be both? It can be light and darkness together. It can be day and night together. No. Twilight for five minutes, but that's <coughs> dark or it's light. Okay. Go ahead, continue. When it was born on the second day of the week, Monday will be a short-tempered person. Mm -hmm. What is the reason for this? It is because on that day, the second day of creation, the upper and lower waters were divided. What happened on the second day? Towards you know, day on the second day... Mm -hmm. You know, it's written every day of the week, it's written in the Torah, and it was good, right? It's God created and was good. On the second day, the word that was good, it's not written. Why? Because on the second day, God really created, what he created, he didn't create it. He created, it separated the water of the heaven of the, and from the earth. And it, that, that means separation was created. The idea of divisiveness was created. That was created on the second day. The potential for a fight was created on, on Monday. Therefore, somebody was born on Monday, he has a better potential to a good fight. Isn't, isn't light, light and dark separation too? That's true. But water, he took the same thing and he separated. He didn't took two, two separate things. Light and darkness is two separate ideas, two separate concepts. There's light and darkness. Upper and lower waters? The upper, 
50% of the water of the world is supposed to be way above somewhere and 50% down, right? But I don't know where that is. But. Yeah, I mean, when you look in the, when you come, the water, the rain comes from the sky, right? It's water above and there is water below. Yeah. And that's the separation, but exactly. But doesn't it refer to the, the it, not just, it's above the atmosphere, above our... See, it's just like all the ice on the on the comets and the meteors and the planets. All could, that other ice. Could very well be. Could very well be. Yes, yes, yes. It'll, Listen, be, I'm not. it'll be more than 50%. Yeah, it'll be a lot more. Than yeah, but that's, that, that's so what I think that's what it is. How much will be? Wow. It's infinite amount of uh, ice. Of, of ice in, in top. Way above, way above us. So if, if he's, I mean, we're not, we're not, if we're not talking about just the lower atmosphere. Not the Earth, not yeah, our atmosphere. If we're not talking about, if we're above that, then uh, some planets are made out of, like, pure ice. ice. Pure ice, planets. Yeah. Well, comets. I don't know. Comets, okay. comets are just comets. dirt and ice, and comets are huge. You know. So now I see I'm not a maven, so, so a big the, maven. Is that the story so of creation is just talking about this world, or is it talking about everything? We don't include know. everything. Everything. Sure. <clears throat> I have. I, I don't understand the. Con I'm sorry. I, yeah, I go ahead. Anyway, I don't understand the concept the difference between the separ separating oh, water versus light and darkness. Uh, as far as I, uh, the first day, I thought uh, he created light, which actually separated uh, darkness from lightness. You know, but there was no actual separation of light and darkness. He, he just let there be light, right? Exactly. So, so that's, but separating land from water. Water from water. Oh, it's water from water. Yes, that's what they separated. So just the vapors to... Uh, that's, we have space, we can breathe in between. Right. Everything was full of water. Hmm. Ah, Okay. So originally everything was water, and then yeah, the world was uh, was full of the water was the world was covered with water. The whole thing was covered with water. I see, but when you separate uh, water from water, then you create the land because some yes, of the water goes you up. uncover the land. Okay, okay, I see. And, All right. and the darkness was a separate creation, right? D no, darkness was darkness so if, was if not the nothing absence there, of light. If, Da yeah. Darkness is the absence of light, right? It's like it's, uh, it, uh, there is no 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 concept of cold. It's just absence of heat. But I think they say in the in the Torah, they say that it's in the writings. They say that darkness was a separate creation. It was actually cre God created light and He created darkness. It didn't just say it's the before. Absence. It was no darkness and no light. Before the world was created, it was nothing. It's right, an interesting right. concept. In any case, we will not get into philosophical discussion about the darkness and light, but the concept is on Monday was separated water, the above water from the below water, and that's, the, that's, what was, that's why God did not say it was good, because it, separation is not a good idea, divisiveness is not a good idea. And therefore, a person who's born on Monday, he has better chance to get into a fight. Mm -hmm. And check out if your wife was born on Monday, <laughs> or you are born on Monday. And you're born on Monday. May, may, may. Everyone in marriage is born on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Uh, one who was born on the third day of the week will be rich. What is the reason for this? It is because on that day, the third day, vegetation was created which grows abundantly. If you're born on Tuesday, you're going to be a rich man. I look around the room. I look around the room. I don't think anybody was born on Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Couldn't be born on Tuesday, guys. But what do you go by your your Hebrew Jewish birthday? When what day of the week you were born? It's not going to be which which date you were born. Are they different? Like your what day you were born? 
when you translate your Jewish you, birthday. No, ma- you don't have to translate anything. When you were born, which day of the week was it? Tuesday. Tuesday? Oh, that you're a rich man. <laughs> He's a rich man. He doesn't even know that. <laughs> what time Tuesday? Before sunset or after sunset? Well, before sunset. I think it might have been early afternoon. Does it make a difference? Oh, that's you, are, you are a rich man, boy. <laughs> Huh? What is the division? 12? If, if, it's, if it's after midnight, after sunset, it's so already next, Wednesday. It's the next day. It's the next day. It's like Shabbos. So we have to make sure, when you check, check the hour. You're right. And the sunset. Yeah. In the winter, if you want more in the winter or the summer, it makes a difference. Oh, what time? What time? I don't know. Ah, you better uh, ask like him. 3.15 in the morning I was born. Really? Saturday. Okay, we'll get to Saturday in a minute. Continue. Uh, one who was born on the fourth day of the week will be a wise and enlightened person. Why? What is the reason for this? Is because the heavenly lights were hung in the heavens on that day, and wisdom is likened to light. The two, the the luminaries were created, were created, were hanged on Wednesday, hung on Wednesday, and Wednesday. That's why, and light represents wisdom. When you are smart, you are in the light. When you are when you are in the dark, means I don't understand. I don't. I cannot figure this out. You're in the dark. And therefore, a person who was born on Wednesday has better chances to be a smart man, an educated person. Okay. Uh, one who was born on the fifth day of the week will be a person who performs active acts of kindness. Mm. What is the reason for this? It is because on that day, the fish and fowl were created, and they do not receive their sustenance by performing work for people. They are sustained by the kindness of God alone. It means to say the fish find the food under the water. They don't have to to out walk out for the food for the food. God is prov- providing them with a uh, sustenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was born on the sixth day of the week, will be a seeker. Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak said that this means that he will be one who seeks out mitzvot, as most of the activity on Friday involves preparation for Shabbos. And you know, and also people are born on Friday. First of all, they are running, they they preparing for Shabbos. Friday, you're always in a rush, right? You are always late. You're always, oh, do, 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 Shabbos already. People are kind, who, can never, who can never accomplish everything they want are people who are born on Friday. <laughs> Continue. Uh, one who was born on Shabbos will be called a person of great sanctity because oh. he was born on the sacred day of Shabbos. Oh, such a holy man. <laughs> Were you born on Shabbos, by the way? What do you think? Yes. I was born on Shabbos. <laughs> yeah. If not, I would make this up, but I was born on Shabbos. <laughs> I was born on Shabbos. <laughs> then who was born on Friday? Well, which day of the week were you? I, have no idea. I was thinking about it. I have no idea. I think all the boys are born. I don't remember Friday. <laughs> you don't remember which day were you born? Check it out, you chachems. Okay, we'll check it out. When were you born? Thursday. Thursday. That's where you're a kind person. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. First, be kind to yourself. No. A kind person is a kind is a kind for to others. To yourself, it's easy to be kind. You don't have yeah. to remind everyone, anyone to be kind to himself. You have I to mean, remind everyone to be kind to others. I mean, you could always just take another cookie and always be kind to yourself. It's that easy. You know? Yeah, it's kind to, yourself, to ourselves. Even when we are harsh to ourselves, we're actually kind to ourselves. Yeah. 
Okay, okay, you'll find it out later when you were home. Shine. Being kind to yourself. It's like it was a Monday. Monday. Hey. You were born on Monday? Yeah. That's not true. You were probably born after sunset. I don't think I was. I was born on a Sunday. Sunday, oh, you all leave there. Monday's not good, right? <laughs> no, no, you don't fight with anybody. I don't. <laughs> Impossible you were born on Monday. Okay, the meaning of the days. Go ahead, the one who was born on Sunday. Yeah. Go ahead. There is the discussion in the Talmud at the conclusion of Tractate Shabbat, Shabbos, in which it is explained that every day of the week has within it a special connection to the behavior of a person born on that day. Regarding Thursday, it states... One who was born on the fifth day of the week will be a person who performs acts of kindness. What okay, first of all, the first paragraph he says, then the, the Talmud explains that every day of the week has an effect on the person was born. And in the, in the Rebbe is here concentrating on Thursday. Go ahead, regarding Thursday. Regarding Thursday, it states, one who was born on the fifth day of the week will be a person who performs acts of kindness. What is the reason for this? It is because on that day the fish and fowl were created. Rashi explains the connection because fish and fowl do not have to work to, to, for their food, but are supplied by God's kindness. Mm-hmm. To explain, the Hasidic teachings explain that the six days of creation are repeated every week. This is the reason we say in our daily prayers, Hayom Yom Rishon B'Shabbat. You know, every, every morning we say a prayer for the day. And if it's Sunday, we say Hayom Yom Rishon This is the first day of the, of the week, of the Shabbat. Within the Shabbos. It means to say, every week, we're repeating creation again. Is that the song of the day? Song of the day, exactly. The content of those psalms that we say doesn't have anything to do with creation, per se. It has to do with the day. It has to do with creation. It has to do a little bit. Yeah. Sunday, for sure, has to do do with creation, for sure. Yeah. And some more, some less. Some, it gets to shot you blow the sh- There's a one with the chauffeur. There's right. Yeah, yeah, but it's more more than that. If you look good, you can find the connection. Hmm. Today. Today is the first day of the week. Even though from the creation of the world until today, there have passed thousands and myriads of days. This is because they are the days of a weekly cycle, which are repeated again. So every Sunday is really the first day, like the first day of creation. Every Sunday is the first Sunday again. Starting the creation again all over. Today is the beginning of creation, of this coming week. And since every day of the week is a repetition of its day during the days of creation, it is clear that the unique character of each of those days has an effect on the character and personality of a person born on that particular day. Very nice. Then it has an effect on the, on the personality. The day has an effect on the person who was born this day. Okay, God, 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 go ahead. This is what we're reading. Is it uh, related only to Jews? No, to everybody. Everybody? Everybody, absolutely. It's, it's a part of nature. It's almost, it affects the nature of the day, affects the person who was born. So can he stop screaming at me for being late? Absolutely. They were born on Friday. Which day was he born? Monday, uh, Sunday. Sunday night. He was probably born Sunday night after sunset. Like me. When were you born on Sunday? You know the time? The Early Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh, that is a little shine. <laughs> I think they mixed up the days. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. But you have the right to be late because you were born on Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. 
You gave him another excuse. It's even as a name for it, a Friday, the Friday one. It's a Friday care. In Yiddish, there's a, a guy who is late, just to call him the it's a Friday one. He was born on Friday. I don't think Michael likes his classes anymore. He will like it, don't worry. As long as he's married, he will like it. It says he's a leader. That's why he's yelling. Because he's a leader. <laughs> to make sure. No, it's like also they said on Sunday, you're all this direction, all this direction, all dark, all night. It's like one way. Okay, go ahead. Uh, because God's kindness is em- emphasized on Thursday when fish and fowl who live by God's kindness were created, a person born on that day will be one who performs acts of kindness and good deeds. In other words, even without this statement, every Jew is obligated to do. Uh, acts of kindness. Our sages taught uh, regarding the commandment to cleave to God that just as God does acts of kindness, you do acts of kindness. Stop right here a second. It's written in the Ledov Kobar, it's written in the Torah that you have to cleave to God. What means to cleave to God? How can you can a human being cleave to God? You cleave to another human being, what do you cleave to God? Then you have to learn from his ways. And if God is, a, is, is doing kindness, when does God do, was doing kindness? And everybody remembers when God, God Many times, right? Any example of God's kindness in the Torah? Well, he's blessed. Uh, he hasn't blessed. killed us yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> he took That's us kind. out of Egypt. He... Earlier, more, more personal kindness. He gave Sarah and Abraham a baby. He visited, for example, God visited the sick. We learned from God came to Abraham and visited him on the third day after his circumcision. And uh, yeah, all these things we learn from God. Then we say, and Jonah therefore. Let Jonah out of the way. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a kindness, yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. Furthermore, acts of kindness are considered one of the fundamental traits of the Jewish people. They are compassionate, bashful, and do acts of kindness. Yet, in addition, there is a special emphasis regarding someone born on a Thursday. He will uh, personify kindness. Person, yeah. Now, what he says is like this. First of all, God, we have to learn from God. God was kind. We have to be kind. God rested Adam and Eve. We have to. We gave them clothing. We have to be. We have to be kind. God gave us manna to the Jewish people. We have fed the Jewish people. We have to do this. But more than that, number two, the sign of a Jew. How you know if somebody is Jewish? The three signs is compassionate, bashful, and he's doing an act of kindness. That's a sign of a Jew. He has in him these three things. Then this is about every one of us has to be kind. Somebody who was born on Thursday will go above and behind it. That's what he says. One second. Does bashful mean humble in this case? What, what is bashful, bashful is not only humble. It's, mo- it's humble and more. Like somebody who is modest is bashful. Mm-hmm. Modest physically, modest spiritually. It doesn't show off. Now in America, everybody thinks that is the God's uh, <coughs> gift to creation, to humanity. Everyone, every little, every little child stands out and talks. and they, 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 they. Be quiet for five minutes. You're not in the, the center of the universe. Teach little kids that if they, they talk, everybody stops the conversation if a little kid is asking a question. Be quiet. There is an adult here. You can be quiet for five minutes. Nothing will happen to you. The whole attitude has to be 
and it's humbleness and it's bashfulness. It's how you dress. It's modesty. It's everything. It's everything. To increase in the good deeds. What is the lesson on a practical level? A person should increase in his individual performance of acts of kindness, both in a literal sense and also in a spiritual sense, through influencing others and spreading Torah and mitzvah's observance. And this all in a manner of that supersedes all limitations similar to kindness displayed on the fifth day of creation, the, the kindness of God himself. And what does this mean? You have to learn from it. Then if you were born on a Thursday, you have to be more kind. The kindness is not only giving somebody food or helping him move, a, move across the street or move a house. Kindness is sharing with them your spirituality. You know something about Judaism, share it with them. You go to a class that you enjoy, slap them there. You know about, that's spiritual. Um, kindness, people translate it only of uh, food and money and kind, distant kind of things. There, there is so much more to be done in intellectual and spiritual parts of life where today's generation is missing much more than physical food. Nobody's hungry in America. We have an obesity problem, not hunger problem. Then, then um, we're talking about what we are hungry. P- many people are very hungry, very starved, very um, in, a, in a spiritual sense. Then that's what we have to share with them. That's one thing we learn from Thursday that God created the, the fish on Thursday and he provided them with sustenance. God was more kind to them than any other creation who has to fight for, his, for a living where the fish do not have to fight for a living. Why that's uh, specifically uh, emphasizing and concentrating on uh, explanation. For on the Thursday? Yes. Because at that time when he spoke about, it was a, was a, it was a event that he spoke, it was on Thursday, if I remember correct. Uh, he was speaking on a Thursday, and he emphasized the day of the, day of the week. Okay, but he never spoke on he never, he never spoke on the, the, on the other, other days. days? In, in not not on the, about this topic of leader or the other things. It's, it's kind of a little bit strange because it, it's important. I mean, like he he went to. If it was first when he spoke, obviously he was thinking about it, kind of just like. And yeah, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you from where it's coming. The Rebbe, the, when he, when whatever days of the week he spoke about, that was the most important day, and it means to say if I if I'm today's Thursday, I have to, to think about what can I can learn from Thursday. Then he took the parsha of the week, it's about Thursday, and he spoke about it. Then he took about it, whatever it was, and he lived with the day. Judaism teaches us something very important. Live with the hour, with the day that you are today. Normal human beings are always busy with the future or with the past. Oh, you remember the good old days? Oh, you think about, you're getting excited about your future vacation. You're never living the present. That's a tragedy, and we are all like this. And before the vacation, we think about the vacation. By the vacation, we think, oh, it's going to be so much work when I come back from vacation. When I come back from vacation, I'm tired on the vacation, and I look at the pictures on the vacation. I'm never where I am. And Shabbos and Yontef and every day of the week teaches us, the Torah teaches us you have to be in the present. You have to live that day. Today is Sunday. What is Sunday means to me and what I can do with the day? Monday will be tomorrow. Shabbos was yesterday. What can I do with today? And I take from the Parsha, the Parsha of this week. I don't say, oh, well, there is so much interesting issues in the Parsha, in, in uh, the book of Deuteronomy. When, the book, when we reach the book of Deuteronomy, then we'll learn about that. 
Now we are learning Parshas Vaichi. We are concentrating on the Parsha of this week. And that's why the Rebbe spoke about Thursday, because it was an event in honor of the birthday of the fifth Chabad Rebbe, if I remember correct. And the Rebbe sp- and when the Rebbe spoke, the Fabringen took place on a Thursday, they just spoke about Thursday. Why he didn't speak about other days? Never come out, whatever the reason is. But that's why I cancelled so it. Didn't. It's known that it's nothing written or recorded that he spoke about other days specifically. About this concept from the Talmud? About, yeah. As far as I know, but you know, the Rebbe spoke so many, many, many hours. I don't know everything. <laughs> but I, I, I saw this. Is it official? recorder of his speeches, of his uh, work uh, exists and probably like... Uh, oh, oh, it that's where it's coming from, right? Yeah, that's, that's what's coming. I understand, yeah, and that kind of that's... Uh, it's a work that goes on already for... Um, since he became a Rebbe, until today, they're still busy recording and recording and recording and finding Go more on, talks and more talks. Chabad.org and stuff like that. is one of them. Rabbi San Mendy is one of the ones who's translating it into English. Some of them. So, yeah, there is so many, there is official institutions who are working on it full time. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it is kind of a little bit more, maybe, a uh, very sensitive subject, you know, like, because Thursday, it's kind of easy when you're talking about kindness as it is without anything in context. Like me with to t- touching <laughs> some other things which is belongs to other days as we just read. That's a little bit more controversial, <laughs> I would say. Huh? I don't think and the Rebbe... Maybe that's the reason. <laughs> I I'll that. tell you that. The Rebbe was never shy, shied away from controversial issues. So. I understand. but <laughs> Not I mean, at all. Because it, it will touch then, a lot of things. But this one will not offend anyone. <laughs> but, the Rebbe will... I'll tell you. Whatever. The, it's just... It's just asking people to be more kind, more mindful, and this kind of stuff. Yeah. But whatever like, they touch are... Sunday, you are like really good or you're really bad. That's kind of so assume bit, that that's... you're really good, I... and you're going to lead to be good. <laughs> that's that's, that's how all leaders that's are. All they they assume they're really good. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what he should do. He's a leader. That's no, I, I, I'm not just giving an example. Maybe that's what the conversation about other days. Good. You know, this is. I was born on Sunday too. <laughs> yeah, don't assume that. We know you are good. You know that's not about that. Exactly. It's about me right now, not about you. <laughs> I was giving you the benefit of being good. That's you are. <laughs> okay, the therapy session is over. <laughs> now we we'll go to the to avoid the evil eye. Now there is another thing about fish who were created on Thursday. Source no, uh, B. Go ahead. Um, Joseph is a fruitful son like a fruitful vine by the fountain, with branches running over the wall. Oh, here it comes to the Parsha of the week. In the Parsha of this week, Jacob is blessing all his children before he dies. Vaichi is the Parsha that Jacob describes the passing of, of Jacob. Before he died, he calls all his sons and he gives everyone a blessing. This is a blessing that he gave to Joseph. What he tells Joseph, like a fruitful vine, go ahead and read it again. The rabbis interpreted it to mean that no evil eye should influence his descendants. No evil eye should influence his descendants. What is the evil eye? We spoke a few times about it. You know, Judaism, this do, there is quite a few customs are connected to the evil eye. For example, when you call up people for an aliyah, we never call up a father and a son. Because it's not good to the evil, for the evil eye. It means to say you might... It looks too good. People say, oh, look. Not even uh, a father and a son. Even a grandson and a, grandson, and a grandfather, you, if you can, you don't do it together. Or two brothers. 
Another thing is, um, you know, why we break the cup under the chuppah? What's that? Remind us of the destruction of the shul. Of the of the temple, you mean? I'm not even sure. I have too many shuls. You have to break too many cups. The destruction of the temple. That's the main and that's the explanation that everybody knows. But there is another reason. The reason is because you, you, you know, everything goes so well and people are jealous that you break something. You give something to the evil side if you want. You, something didn't go well. You break something. That's why when every time something breaks in a kitchen, in a house, a Jewish home, you know what you say? What do you say when you break the cup by the chuppah? What do you announce? Mazel tov. Mazel tov. That's what you do when you break something. <laughs> because when something falls and breaks in the kitchen, instead of getting angry with the person who breaks it, you say mazel tov because it means it broke some, if something bad had to happen and this is it and it's better this happened then somebody, God forbid, will fall or something like this. Again, because you, you want to give, you want to remove the evil eye. Another example. We were reading the, when the ten sons of Jacob, we just read in the partial. They went to Egypt to buy bread, to buy food, right? Then their father told them, enter to, to 10 different entrances, gates to Egypt, because they were very handsome and tall, above and beyond regular people in Egypt. Then when you 10 people like you become everyone said, you saw the beautiful people, you saw what's going down here. Mm. He was afraid of the evil eye. Go from 10 different uh, entrances. What is the evil eye? The evil eye, the best way to describe it is like this. You give your child a piece of chocolate and you tell her, him or her, and the boy younger, obviously, you have two options. Or you eat it in the room by yourself that nobody sees, but if you go out and the other kids see it, you better share it with them. But if I, would, I give you will create a fight in the house, you will not get it again. It's like you understand? When, in, when you used to be in school and you would have a piece of candy and you would like sneak eat it or something and the teacher would see you. I hope you have some for everybody. <laughs> oh, that was, that's a very good line. I never heard this. Because what, what does this mean? I want to give my child the candy, but if this child creates fights and everybody cries, then I'm not going to give you the good. The same thing is with God and us. We are children in the preschool of God. That if I give you a car, I'll give you a better example, good children. Good children. Fine. If you go around and say, my son is a valedictorian, my daughter is doing this and this. And the other person says, and his children are not so successful. And what is he doing? He feels bad. And he turns to God and he says, God, why am, why not me? Then God says, if my good that I give you creates pain to other people, I, have, I, I cannot give it to you. Can I ask you a question? One second. Sorry, I'm sorry. You got it? That's what it's all about. We cannot, our good cannot be a cause for pain to other people. And what is happening then, it's awakening our judgment. And the question becomes in heaven, does the, the person who gets this gift really deserves it? What is the other person who is jealous saying to God, God, why am? Is he better than me? Why he gave it to him? 
Why not me? But it's fueled by jealousy, which is... I mean, everything yeah. you're talking about is fueled by jealousy. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like Absolutely. if somebody eats a candy, I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, when you're... How old are you? <laughs> My little boy? Well, maybe, maybe when I was when younger, you were three, when you were three, you were also fine with it. The person who's jealous is not a good thing. So why? Uh, we are not it? here to cure the jealous people. <laughs> we want to protect you from the evil eye, boy. We are not busy protecting. No, they want this chachamim came to American chachamim. They want to cure the world. Why is he jealous? It is we'll take him to court because he's jealous. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. People are not, I want to tell you something. It's not what you have. It's how you wear it. It's how you carry yourself. You can never, you know, when you ask, they used to ask my father, how's your children doing? He had one answer, Baruch Hashem. That was the end of the conversation. <laughs> not one word. Nothing good, bad, gurnished. If people used to give him compliments, he didn't even respond. Oh, your kids are so great and this. <laughs> there was a story once, a guy came from Cleveland, he was here for a convention, a federation convention, and he came back, and he, he met my father, I don't know, they took a ride from New York, from the JFK to 770 with my father in the same car. He told my father, you know, I heard about your son, he's doing so well, look this, look this. My father says, sit silent. I heard this, this, he said, no matter what he says, then he asked my, asked my father, what do you, what do make you excited about your son? He tells them, if you tell me that he's a God-fearing man, I'll be happy. <laughs> what I mean to say, my father, it's, it's not only my father, there's many people. Why? Because my father was very busy with the evil eye. And he was afraid of it, and therefore he never, nobody cares what you have. It's not not to enjoy what I have. Once I read this, somebody asked the Rebbe in Tel Aviv, he, was, he wanted to buy another house, a bigger apartment, whatever it was. Yeah, he could afford it, he was a rich man, should he do it or should he not do it because of jealousy in this? The Rebbe said, you can do it. The, 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 the point is not that we are afraid to do things. But the way to do it is not to show off. That's it. I don't mean you should make your child stupid because maybe it will be an evil eye and therefore he shouldn't be a valedictorian. But... You are happy. Keep it to yourself. Don't complain on the other side. How business is going? Every American, oh, it's so bad. Business is going so bad. It's great. It's amazing. It never says when it's good. It only says it only quetches when it's bad. Don't quetch. You don't have to say I'm the biggest millionaire in town. But if Hashem gives you a blessing, say thank God. Baruch Hashem, things are good. And move on. Yeah. This concept in American. I don't know what happens in Israel and all that. Where yeah. These people are pushing, for example. Um, like I was talking to this gal of lady in Solon, and there's no more valedictorian. You know, the it's like the top ten now because they don't want to hurt people's feelings and not keeping score in uh, in, in, in soccer games. So you don't. You know, oh, there is no valedictorian you can, anymore. You can ask me this question. Yeah, go ahead. Really? <laughs> I'd like to know. That's a whole other discussion. Everyone gets a participation trophy. No That's a whole other discussion. There is there is a little bit true to it, but we'll not go into it. You know, there is a minion. What's a minion? Ten. Ten, ten Jews. You can be the smartest man. You can be the, the, the um, criminal in jail. You count to the minion. There is something about everybody to be counted. And the other end, there is something about a, a singling out. The, the Talmud says, the jealousy of Torah, 
when students, when scholars have a jealousy, are, je are envying each other, jealous to, of each other, they will motivate them to be better. Then it's a good thing. Then jealousy of learning is a good thing. It should be motivated because it motivates people to be better. But it's not, why is he smarter than me? I can be also smart. It's, it's how you direct it. But the point is, if you don't want to be hurt from the judgments of the evil eye, whatever you have, keep it to yourself. Like in Russia, they had that concept of like valedictorian. You, 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 no, you answer your own question. It's just a matter of they want to make these people all equal. You know, like uh, everybody should be happy. Crap, all it's all about everybody should be happy. That no mother should call to the principal of school and yell at them why my son is not a valedictorian. <laughs> no, that's what it's, it's just, all about. It's just uh, not uh, <laughs> praising people you, who work hard and succeed in something. Right. But the, the, the way it's being explained, it seems to me like. It, you're almost setting up the though. evil eye to be a, 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 an entity to itself. Like, it's like there's a Yetzer Haran and a Yetzer Tov. No, it's not an entity to itself. So Here it is, what, no. If every person, I'll give you an example. It's like the IRS. You don't want your, uh, as long as the IRS is not on you, everything goes smooth. If the IRS starts an investigation, no matter how righteous you are, will find some, they will find something that you are not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. The same thing is with God. The flow of the blessing goes, it goes. The moment it becomes a question, it's not good. That he really deserves it? Then maybe not. Because we don't really deserve it. God is kind to us. That as long as nobody fights it, fine, it goes. But there's a lot of superstitions regarding the evil eye. You know, it, it, it's there's a lot of In general, like, the Talmud says... Whoever is not busy with the evil eye, it's not going to affect them. That, that means there is always the middle road. You don't have to st stick it in other people's eyes, faces, your success. But on the other hand, you don't have to be obsessed with it. That's what it is. Does the Torah address superstition, superstition whether it's good or bad? Superstition is something, is, 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 as the, uh, the meaning of it's not true, it's not real. This is something, then if you get obsessed with that, it will affect you. If you don't get obsessed with that, it will affect you less. No question about that. On the other end, you try to be as kind and as, as, as drawing less attention as possible. To bashful. A little more, you know. Humble. Humble, be, exactly. Exactly. So nobody cares which car you drive, but when you come in, you say, oh, you saw my Porsche? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I bought a car. Is it, is it? Oh, you very... If, if nobody would even know which car you're driving for two years, but if, if, if nobody knows, he, he drives a Porsche, all they need a Porsche from going from the office to the job to, to, his, to his house, he needs a Porsche, he can, can, can walk there, he <laughs> can go with a bike. <laughs> but if he, if, he, if he bought it to show off, then he needs everybody to know. It's not what you have, that's my point. It's what, how you deal with it, how you wear it. That's exactly what it is. Okay. You want to read? Uh, I can read, but where, where did we stop? I'm sorry. Every other the Rebbe. Seven. The Rebbe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thieves Three. don't experience the evil eye. Uh, a further point. Regarding the virtue of Thursday, the Talmud states, on the fifth day of the week, the blessing for fish was given. The blessing to be fruitful and multiply and full of waters. Um, fill the water. And fill the waters. Although the blessing of the uh, of be fruitful and multiply was also given to the human being on the sixth day, and you see, there's a problem here. God blessed the fish to be fruitful and multiply. 
That's a special thing about fish. But then God, on Friday, God blessed the people to be fruitful and multiply. And what's better? Our blessing goes, comes first. Continue, I'm sorry. Uh, and that blessing is loftier than the blessing of the fish. The well, the blessing and that blessing, uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, it's loftier than, yeah, 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 it's blessing of the fish, go ahead. As the Talmud there is in, indeed states, mm -hmm. nevertheless, in one respect, fish do have an advantage. Our sages and the world, let them multiply the fish and the meats of the earth. State fish uh, in the sea are covered by water, and the evil eye has no power over them. Mm -hmm. Thus, the blessing... Given to fish has a unique feature, as our sages have said. A blessing is found only in something upon which the evil eye has no dominion. Uh, something covered from view. Then here, there is something unique about fish. You don't see them. If you don't see them, in, uh, uh, what, what's the expression? Away from out sight? Of, out of sight, out, out of mind. Sight. Out of sight, out of mind. You don't see them, you don't be jealous. You don't, therefore, they think can be multiplied so much. From this point of view, they have an advantage over, the, over human beings. Um, it, so, is it saying that if you were born on Thursday, you don't, like, you never experience the evil eye? No, it, this is not connected to Thursday, it's more connected to fish. Fish do not ex 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 uh, 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 suffer from the evil eye because they are covered, or they are away from the eye. I heard once, and there was an expression, there is an expression in Yiddish I heard once, uh, only, only the blind guy should give him an evil eye. <laughs> it's a Yiddish Russian expression, full of sarcasm. <laughs> so what goes only on Yankel in Only the blinders will give him a, 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 I know it. Huh? So what goes on in your house can't be seen from the outside, unless you bring it to the outside. You're right. It's the, the idea Probably. is... It's all nice and fine. God gives you blessing. Enjoy them. But why you have to stick it in other people's faces and make them jealous? That's what it's all about. Why other people are jealous? Jealousy is a part of life. It's a, it's a character. God created people to be jealous because jealous could be used in good ways. I'm jealous of your success. It motivates me more. Jealousy in itself is not a bad thing. It's what you do with it. But here I'm talking about protecting you. He's jealous. Oh, I'm going to, it's his fault. It's not about who his fault it is. You want to be protected? Yes, good advice. There's a whole concept. What is jealous? If it's jealous, motivation, it's a great thing. If it's jealous, I want to punish who is successful, then we're talking about what's happening right now. Yeah. Like everything in the world that could be for good and for bad. Jealousy is a perfect example. You can, you can envy or you can be jealous. And what is and what the difference between envy and jealousy? No. American Mavens. You went to college, no? Isn't envy worse? Envy is worse. It's a tech, you know, Yeah, you're not allowed to be jealous. Not to be jealous? You're not to envy. Covet. Covet. What is the difference between envy and jealousy? No? It depends, it depends on whether you want what the other person has or you, you're, you're oh. feeling of... Um, <laughs> that if I want what the other person has is what? It's but jealousy or envy? Envy. Yeah, I don't know. Probably uh, jealousy. I don't know. I don't know the definition of this. Two definitions. Uh, two definitions. Well, thou shalt not covet. The no, that's envy or jealousy. I don't know. That's more. Envy. I don't know. I can't tell the difference. 
So with that, I think as far as I know, uh, the idea of wanting something that someone else has is a bad thing. Uh, being jealous of what... No, I wanting somebody the other per to say, I also want to buy a car for myself, that's good. That's good. But right. if I want this car, that's a problem. Right. You ever heard the term, keep up with the Joneses? Yeah, I heard the term. This yeah. is not like... No, keeping yeah. up with the Joneses is actually okay, as long as you don't want their things. You, you don't, as long as you don't steal from the Joneses. Right. <laughs> if you don't want their car. Exactly. Or did you badmouth them for having jealousy? Like they have this and I, it, now it, I want it. That motivates you to do good, not, not to make more money. If you have yeah. Johnson. Sometimes it forces you to do things you can't afford. That, that's the problem. Here's the, here's the definition. Envy means discontented longing, longing for someone else's advantages. Jealousy means unpleasant suspicion or apprehension of rivalship. And is most often used to refer to a covetous feeling toward another person's attributes, possessions, or statue in life. Many people use jealous to mean the same thing. So Jealousy. Envy is actually much worse. No. They're saying envy no. is worse. Envy is worse. Envy is worse. Right. Envy is right. worse. No, no, jealousy is worse. used to refer as a covetous feeling toward another person's attributes. Covetous, right. You yeah. want that's somebody that's else's so that's Coveted thing. is envy or jealousy? Envy. And no, and no, I think, <laughs> I, I, think I think you had jealousy. You guys don't no, listen well. <laughs> he was reading je jealousy the about... The Bible said about envy and jealousy. Probably a hard piece gives, uh, but it's probably... Uh, no, go back to the original. Go back to the original jealousy. What was jealousy? You were reading envy. Did you read it? Yeah, envy means discontented, longing for someone else's advantages. Exactly, which is bad. One second. Jealousy means unpleasant suspicion or apprehension of rivalship. Envy is most often used to refer to a covetous feeling oh, envy. toward another person's attributes, yeah. possessions, or stature in life. Many people use jealous to mean the same thing. Then it's basically the same thing. Yes. But no, the, no, jealousy is okay. They're saying envy, envy is, is terrible. terrible. Or jealousy is, is better than, than envy. Jealousy is much better. They're saying sure? envy is more covetous. It's more covetous. Okay, then you should never envy, only be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But jealous, but not in the way that you are awakening judgment on another person. Okay, let's read Psalms number three. Avia, you want to continue? He answered, I am a descendant of Joseph, over whom the evil eye has no dominion, as it is written, Joseph is a fruitful son, like a fruitful vine, but on the fountain. The branches running over the walls, ale ayin. Rather than ole ayin, go ahead, above the eye. Ayin um, can mean both spring and eye. And Rabbi Abbanu, Abau. Abau, uh, said a hamaletic, what? Interpretation. No, hamaletic. Ham hamaletic, yeah. Hamaletic interpretation. Sure. Do not read it. Ali ayin, rather oi ayin, above the eye. They transcend, sect it, the what? The transcend. Basically, what he says is like this: They asked, they asked Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan was the leader, leader of the of the of the Jewish people in the land of Israel, the head of the Jerusalem Talmud. 
And he said, they asked him, are you not afraid of the evil eye? He says, I am from the descendants of Joseph. And by Joseph it was written that he, was, he got a blessing that he should not have the evil eye. And they should be as many as the fish of the earth. Compared to fish, why? Because the fish are, do not have the evil eye under the water. That I'm not afraid of the evil eye. That's what he says. What does homoleptic mean? To play on words. Continue. Yeah. Rabbi Yossi, son of Rabbi Kanin, cited proof from Jacob's blessing to Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. The angels who, redeemed, who redeems me from all evil shall bless the youth, the young, I'm sorry, shall bless the young, and in them uh, may my name be recalled. recalled and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and may they multiply in the midst of the earth. Eid, uh, who can mean multiply, and it can also mean fish, just as the fish in the sea. Water covers them, and the evil eye has no dimension over them. So to the seed of Joseph, the evil eye has no dimension over there them. There is two places in this parsha that the world, that the, kids, that the seeds of Joseph are compared to fish. One time when Jacob is blessing them, and the other time when Jacob is blessing Menashe and Ephraim. could be, it's like Dagim, the, world, the same word as the word fish. The point is that the, children, the descendants of Joseph are not afraid of the evil eye. What is the Rebbe speaking about? He was speaking about that many Chabad Hasidim are in the front line. They're on stars, they're on television, they're on radio, they're everywhere. And people are afraid, you know, maybe because they were afraid of the evil eye. I'm such a big macher, mm -hmm. I'm afraid of the evil eye. That the Rebbe tells this Hasidim, don't worry about the evil eye. And he tells him why. Don't fear the evil eye. Go ahead. Don't fear the evil eye. You hear me? <laughs> uh, the above explanation has special relevance to our generation because the previous Rebbe's name was Yosef. And the body, i.e. the people of the generation, follows the head. Noah Haber, please come to the office and bring your coat. No, in, practi in practical terms, when we demand that one perform his divine service, giving charity, spreading Judaism, or the like, in a manner that transcends all limits, one need not fear the evil eye, i.e. fear what others will think. In the words of the verse, why should you fear? I am a descendant of Joseph, over whom the evil eye has no dominion. When, therefore, a Jew spreads Judaism in his role, the seed of Joseph, his results will multiply like... The Rebbe is here taking, you know, the previous Lubavitch Rebbe's name was Joseph. Then just as the original Joseph, his children do not have to be afraid of the evil eye, so... The Hasidim, the children of the Rebbe, do not have to be afraid of the evil eye. So how come I don't, you don't hear many kids? Yosef, it's Yosef. Yeah. I'll tell you, Maybe because ay, 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 you're touching about an issue, mm. interesting thing. <laughs> the Rebbe's father was named Levi Yitzchak, and the Rebbe's father was Yosef Yitzchak. The Rebbe's father, no, the previous Rebbe was Yosef Yitzchak. You can only give Yosef Yitzchak or Levi Yitzchak. It's, it's a set, the two names go together. Then you cannot name, if you la named Levi Yitzchak, you cannot name uh, Yosef Yitzchak. You understand the mm. problem? That's why there is not so many Yosef Yitzchak. And people want to give, they, we feel like the Rebbe's children. If the Rebbe would have a child, would he name him after his father, Levi Yitzchak? That's why we named Levi Yitzchak. Mm. My, my brother, I have older brother, is named Yosef Yitzchak. Because my father named him, he was born 57, 58 years ago in Russia, and he named him after the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, previous mm. Rebbe. 
than the same Yosef Yitzchak. What number child are you? I don't remember. <laughs> That's the evil line. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Continue. Uh, when therefore, uh, well, okay. when therefore a Jew spreads Judaism in his role, the seed of Joseph, his results will multiply like fish in the midst of the earth, with supernatural success. The fact that he is in the midst of the earth, a place where God is concealed, won't have an adverse effect and weaken his godly service. God forbid. But to the contrary, his work in a place of darkness will propel him to success in far greater measures, in ways that would not be possible otherwise. As our sages said, it will be like the power of light, which emerges from within darkness. In the words of the Torah, as they oppressed them, so they proliferated and spread. Then, then more they are because, because the world went through a lot of suffering. You have nothing to worry about the evil eye, just the opposite. And I'll tell you, what the Rebbe is really referring is because the previous, previous Rebbe in this Hasidic suffered so much in Russia, they for sure have nothing to worry about the evil eye. They have a special protection, a special blessing from God. Why? Here comes the explanation. Why was Levi the smallest tribe? You know that there were 12 tribes. And in the Bible there is countings twice, three times, of how many Jewish people are. And you look at the numbers, the tribe of the Levites is the smallest tribe. Very strange thing. The question is, why they were the smallest tribe? Levites, the coin is the Levites is the same tribe. Here is a coin. Why were your tribe the smallest? Why? Please Read. tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I was born on Sunday. We find a fascinating concept with regard to the tribe of Levi, which was smallest in, pop in population compared to the other tribes. It seems very puzzling at first glance. The tribe of Levi was chosen to stand before God to serve him. And God says about them, I am your portion and your inheritance. God is my allotted portion and my share. And if so, why is Levi the smallest in population? How can those serving him and his pious ones not be blessed by God as the rest of the people? The, the most pious one who dedicated their life, God dedicated them to be... They're serving a service, to do, for the service in the temple, to be the teachers, to be the rabbis. They, did, they were not allowed to own land in Israel. They were, should never be busy with anything but spirituality. They are the smallest numbers. What's going on here? It's not fair. One of the explanations... One of the explanations, when the Jewish people were subjugated in Egypt, God blessed them that as they oppressed them, so they, so they proliferated and spread. Therefore, the tribe of Levi who were not subjected to slave labor, did not merit this blessing, and thus they multiplied only naturally. This gives us a glimpse into the power of the blessing that as they oppressed them, so they proliferated. And An amazing explanation. In Egypt, what happened in Egypt? They are now going to read next week, we're going to start the book of Exodus. In the first passage in Shemot, you read about when Pharaoh enslaved the Jewish people. The tribe of the Levites were never enslaved, were never slaves, never suffered. They suffered other things. When they told, say, they throw the Jewish babies to the river, they were a part of it. But slavery was not there because they were the priests, and, and Pharaoh respected the priests in Egypt. You know why Pharaoh respected the priest in Egypt? Joseph, Uster, Joseph because Joseph respected the priest in Egypt. L yesterday we read how Joseph gave to the priest a special portion of food, even when they were not, they didn't have to sell themselves as slaves to, to, to the government, to Pharaoh. The bottom line is, 
the Levites didn't suffer. And they, as we say in English, no pain, no gain. The, more, the tribes that suffered the most multiplied the most. The, the tribe who suffered less multiplied less. They were more naturally. Mm-hmm. Because God says, whoever, whoever suffered more, God made, I'll make them even more, in even more. The, 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 the Levites were never, never, didn't suffer so much. Therefore, they were, not, they were naturally numbers, uh, uh, multiplied, not in, not in a miraculous way. Of God. Oh, that, that's it. Okay. Now we go to page 11. And you want to read? Continue. Now, in our case. Now, in our case, since the seed of Joseph, beginning with Joseph himself, the previous rabbi underwent um, an imaginable oppression, the idea of as they oppressed them, so they uh, proliferated and spread, certainly applies. They shall multiply like fish both in material matters and certainly in the dissemination of Judaism and Hasidism. Basically, what the Rebbe is saying is, after the Chabad Hasidim in Russia suffered so much from communism and gave their life in so many ways to spread Judaism, they are like the tribe of, the, the, like in Egypt, the people who are suffering so much, they get a special blessing from God to be multiplied, to go bigger and stronger and more and more. Continue the lesson. The lesson in uh, practical terms, disregard all obstacles and scoffing remarks. Those will not be able to disrupt your work and to do <clears throat> the uh, contrary. It will bring you to a point where they proliferated and spread. You know, many times people say, oh, what are you doing? Who needs your job? Who needs you? When I came to Seoul and it was all, Rabbi, you, 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 in the, you took the wrong exit. You had to go to Cleveland Heights. <laughs> Somebody told me right in the beginning. Really? Yeah, he later came, 15 years later, he came to apologize. He came here. Then, but, uh, <laughs> but that's what the Rebbe says. You don't be afraid of what everybody's laughing or this. We know what he's supposed to do. We have a special blessing from God. Michael, you want to finish the last paragraph? We have no doubt uh, fulfilled our obligation of oppression merely by the speaking of the matter. It is explained in several sources regarding the Egyptian enslavement that in lieu of uh, back-breaking labor of mortar and bricks in a literal sense, we could fulfill our obligation with the toil and labor of Torah study. The future suffice to express the concept of as they oppress them, and the outcome will then be so they proliferate and spread. It begins with Torah study in its most uh, perfect form, and it being the study is great for it leads to action. It is obvious that matter of so the proliferation spread will continue and be effective on a practical level as well. What the Rebbe is saying is when you, uh, when you say you have to suffer, you suffered in Russia plenty, it doesn't mean you have to, so we have to suffer now so hard. When you learn Torah hard, and you can, you can uh, substitute, the, substitute the suffering into walking out in Torah instead of literally sweating like and getting da- dirty, you can, if you learn Torah or you spread Torah, that should be a good, it's a good suffering if you want. It's hard, but in a good way. And then it's already you get the blessing that you'll become uh, multiplying uh, and successful. Continue. And it's the most little sense to bring blessing in a matter of children, health and plentiful sustenance and blessing of the plenty in all matters both on a spiritual level and most importantly on a material level. And the Rebbe is giving a blessing that everybody will spread Judaism, will be blessed in money, health, and not some children. You'll get everything. Just join the army of mm-hmm. God. 
Thank you.